This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You know, as somebody who was, it's like, I can't win. Like whether I'm fat, you fucking hate me. If, If I'm losing weight and I'm doing things for myself, you fucking hate me. So why the fuck should I care at this point? So I feel terrible for her. Yeah. It's like she can't just live. Have to now like shut off your fans who are <laughs> against you for being healthy. Like um, I re- okay, it's weird. I relate. <laughs> I never would say this. I relate to Lizzo. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We Hello. have Ed Park back here again for up, another guys? episode. Appreciate appreciate everything that you guys have said and like i guess that's what we want to get into is just um i got so many responses for those last couple podcasts man yeah like really great positive messages dude yeah those that one but she also messaged me too about her relationship her strained relationship with her father yeah you know i think like um i think that happens to a lot of like asian american kids mm. right um specifically when it comes to their relationship with their parents the the perspective and the idea of like uh, having empathy towards them instead of always asking them to empathize with us is not something that a lot of these Asian kids are thinking about mm, yeah. at a young age anyways, right? That usually happens when, actually not even when you're older. Some of my older friends, they're a bunch of fucks. Yeah. <laughs> they still hate their parents. They still hate their fucking parents. You know, mm. I actually saw something today that I just 100% didn't agree with. It was this video of this fucking one, some Korean fuck. I think he's a com- like a comedian or something like that. Let's use that word loosely. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, just going on this tirade about like why Asian people don't support each other, and like it stems from like our Asian parents telling us that we're not shit, so we believe it. It's like bro, that's your parents, bro. That's your parents. <laughs> my, my dad has never said I wasn't a, uh, I wasn't shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. He wanted me to be successful in the way that he saw fit. It was always to build me up. It just wasn't in the vision that I th- I had. So I don't know where you're getting this idea that all Asian parents walked up and told them that you're that I'm sorry that your parents called you a piece of shit yeah. probably because you are you know what I mean you fucking trash bag that you would go out on a public platform and say that your parents would say that about you I don't know your parents yeah but to say that that's like the generic Asian American experience like, is false no I no. fucking disagree with that right I mean our parents can be rough yeah. sure but like um, I know my dad's intention behind calling me dumb was because he knows I'm smarter <laughs> he at expects least. more out of you at the, yeah at the least I can get past that shit bro yeah you know because I know my I'm, I'm supposed to be smarter than that, yeah. you know, but if you were feeding it and you're having an existential crisis because like, wait a second, I'm not worthless yeah. and now you're mad at your parents. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. 
don't got time for that shit. Yeah, go have your own existential somewhere else. Go yeah, hide in the corner and do that. Watching shit. this thing, right? And then, I think he's like a TikToker or something <laughs> like that. You know, he's very, you know, he's super happy about his TikTok success as a comedian. Amazing, but um, yeah. <laughs> but you You're know, supposed like, to be funny. <laughs> but the whole spiel and the reason why I didn't like this, right? And so a lot of people were agreeing with what he was saying from a lot of these Asian kids. And you're going to grow up and you're going to find out how fucking wrong you are. This is not an opinion to me. To me, this is a fact anyways. And it's the point of saying um, uh, Asian people um, are considered like submissive or weak because we just take shit all the time and we don't stand up for each other, right? And the reason why I don't like that statement is because when you say a blanket statement like that, you're oversimplifying something that's something that's a lot more complicated, Yeah. right? And so the point that he was trying to make too, he goes, other we we rather stand up for other people's cultures than our stuff. And I know what you're alluding to, you little fuck. You're alluding to the BLM thing, right? Mm. You're not outright saying it because you're a pussy, um, but <laughs> you're saying. Jeez. And and let me tell you why that doesn't make sense, right? And why you're oversimplifying the situation. When you say Asian American, what do you mean by that, right? When you say other Asians won't stick up for their their brothers and sisters, who? What do you mean by brothers and sisters? For example, and the reason why I'm saying you're oversimplifying the situation is because you're comparing apples and oranges to black American culture and Asian American culture. Yeah. Number one, I'm not saying both of us aren't a monolithic culture. We're not a singular thing, yeah. but more so for Asian people, right? Because of how we came to this country. Yeah. When I ask an Asian person who they are, right? I'm like, hey, what's your ethnic background? Do they ever say Asian American? <laughs> what, do they, what do they say? Korean American, yeah. Chinese American, Japanese American, yeah. Japanese, Vietnamese. Right. Yeah. This is how just beautiful and eccentric our culture is. And our cultures, even though we're all from Asia, there's it's so fucking different. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 as different as America to Asia as as like Vietnamese is to Korean. Yeah. That's how different it is. That's why when you oversimplify stuff and saying Asian people don't support Asian people, what do you mean by that? Right. Yeah. It depends on what this person identifies with. And when you compare that to like black culture, right? You're talking about a culture that was brought to this country as property and chattel. Yeah. Their culture was stripped from them purposefully through mm. religious for, for religious purposes. Their gods were fake. They would beat them. They would enslave them. They told them, like, this is the truth. Yep. This is the way you do what we tell you to do. Yeah. Their culture was stripped from them. Our culture wasn't when we came to this country. We brought our stuff here. Yeah. We came here for opportunity by choice. Like, we know we're Korean. Mm -hmm. For us, when we came here, we actually have this Asian identity specific to where we're from that we come from. Yeah. Right? So when, like I say, and the reason why I bring that up, when you say something as stupid, as 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 fucking dense and blunt as we're all Asian American, I don't like that because yeah. it's not true. It's not we, true. we are Asian American, a hundred percent. That's how the rest of the world sees us. But when you, when you ask an individual, yeah. it's a little more complicated. We than that. all think so differently. Mm -hmm. We came fresh off of different wars. Yeah, we all came fresh off of different conflicts, different governments, different leadership. Hey, man, like for some reason, you instilled in us not to fucking get France and Germany mixed up. There's, you know, we're not yeah. out here being like the same fucking white people. Yeah. We're not fucking doing that shit. Yeah, it's just like, hey, give us a fucking break. Stop calling us all the same. It's yeah. actually lightweight racist. Yeah, <laughs> for real. It it really is. And so when when you kind of dumb down a situation like that and you say and you start to say, well, Asian American people don't support other Asian Americans because they don't know that we're all one. It's because you're not 
you're not out there. That's probably why. <laughs> you don't know what collaboration is or that shit that we got to all the other Asian American fucking organizations that down to help each other out. You don't know shit about that. If you did, you wouldn't have said that in the first place. Yeah. Not only that, do you know that there's museums and art shows in K-Town that are going on? You want to experience the art? You want to experience the culture? It's there. No, it's fucking there or create it. Yeah. Well, you're sitting there being a fucking resentful cynical bitch fucking jerking off to your own resentment and <laughs> yeah, coming and like, in your own and, and fucking think, mouth and i think like when i when i saw that video and i saw people's responses right and typically what i was reading on those responses was like yeah and and there's a lot of people who actually agree with us too right and there's it's like half and half and the, the other half was saying like yeah whenever i try to stand up for i feel like i have to stand up for uh asian people more than my actual asian friends will stand up for themselves and they start making this stupid comparison right to their parents <laughs> and this is where the disrespect comes in where i don't agree with this fucking video at all and i kind of want to slap this dude but they're they're making a comparison about our parents our parents generation right mm. they go well you know they don't want to say anything because they're scared and this is why they think that we're pushovers right and i wholeheartedly disagree with that number one yeah. you talk big talk right now because you were born in this country and you speak the language and you are thriving off the cultural milieu that your parents built for you to live in. Yeah, That's why it's easy for you to say that. So for you to go and judge your parents who came to this country with absolutely nothing, not knowing the fucking language, and you're telling them to protest during like in the 60s, in the 50s, when back then it was dangerous for them to do so, <laughs> it's not dangerous for you to speak up for your rights right now. Yeah as an Asian American, like it was for them back in the day. So for you to sit there in your privilege and judge your Asian American parents or Asian parents, like they were pieces of shit for not doing what you're doing when they set the foundation for you shows that you're fucking trash. Like, I hate that. You don't, you don't get to say that to your parents. I mean, if your parents are trash bags, then yeah, <laughs> you know, if they're like fucking assholes or whatever, right? But I'm talking about these hardworking immigrant parents. And then not only did you expect them to learn the language, to, to, to run a business or do whatever odd jobs that they had to provide for you, your brother, your sisters or whatever, and then their family members and send it back over to Vietnam, you know, Cambodia, Korea, whatever that it is, right? And then on top of that, they're like, why don't you work for social justice? <laughs> Where, where was the social? Bro, like, do you know what the? Okay, that's another part of it. It's like, well, do you know what your parents were going through? Do you know the history of Korea? Yeah, and ask them that. You know what the fuck the Stone Age is in the 1950s after the Korean War? Yeah, there were, her parents grew up in the fucking Stone Age of Korea. They didn't have shit. They shit in the fucking ground. They dug holes and shit yeah. in the ground. Okay, and then you're like, why don't you stand up yeah. for American rights? <laughs> Yo, when my mom watches Chingu, like that movie we were, we were talking about before, it's like literally she tells me about like shitting a hole in the ground and my, mm -hmm. my harmony taking a live chicken and throwing it in a pot alive and boiling, boiling it. And then plucking it, the feathers. Yeah. plucking feathers later, you know? Like Eating the, like that. The hierarchy of important things in your life, it depends on the, the situation that you're in. Yeah. So it's weird when I hear young Asian Americans go back and criticize their parents for not being social justice warriors when they had bigger things to deal with at the time. Yeah, okay, so like politically too in the 70s in Korea. Dictatorship. Yeah. Thousands of people, students especially, young people, murdered, getting murdered. So you know what our parents did? They fucking bounced. Yeah. <laughs> all right, give them, give them a fucking break. Yeah. All right, when they were your age, they were fucking getting threatened to get killed by the government. Yeah, and then you... I, then you do this fucking TikTok video talking about 
Asian Americans don't support each other. We're all brothers and sisters, and we we rather sit around and support another movement instead of backing yeah, ourselves fantasy, up. Bro. It's like Fantasy. you you choose to see the negative things, yeah. right? You don't see all the positive movement that's happening. You rather sit there and shit on your own culture and call us weak. You think that our parents were complacent? They didn't know what was going on when they came here, right? Yeah. They had to sit back and observe and they were trying to survive at the at the time. And now you get to speak the way that you fucking do because the foundation that was laid by the generation before you. So shut the fuck up. Like, hey, instead of asking your parents that who had what they had and had to deal with what they did, right? What about Coca-Cola, right? They were around the 1960s. They didn't stand up for the fucking <laughs> civil rights movement. They do now. Yeah. You know why? It's called fucking neoliberal liberal capitalism. Just yeah. fucking, it's just our culture. It's fucking happening now. Welcome to 2020. Yeah. Can just understand we're in the fucking future right now, you know, and start resenting the past. You think you can jump in a time machine and get start talking to your parents and make it right for you now? Yeah. Like, this is what it is now. This is the cards we're dealt with. Mm -hmm. It's like, just streaming. My cards suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a reason why you get to say that shit. It, bro. There's a reason why people share that shit on TikTok. It's because yeah. your, your audience is an audience of fucking six-year-olds, dude. So shut the fuck up. I mean, you as an adult. Now they're going to believe you and think that fucking Asian parents suck. Yeah. And that we're, we're weak and we don't speak yeah. up or something like that. For all the stories I've told about my parents, I'm still telling you that I love them, man. Like, give me a fucking break. You hate your parents, not us. Exactly. Yeah. And to say that blanket statement as if it's a general truth for Asian people saying that uh, Asian, that we Asian parents teach their kids that they're not shit. I'm like, dude, your parents suck, bro. Oh my, my, my dad has never said that to me. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. Well, this with is the problem with a lot of these influencers. Like, these these influencers who that are speak on behalf of Asian Americans. Yeah, I <laughs> I dislike it so much. You don't because speak for what, all of us, right? Because what they're thinking that they're doing is that they're thinking that they're saying something very poignant and they're uplifting our culture. You're actually not. You're saying false things. You're these, generalizing us. Yeah. We are not a monolithic culture. There are so many there's it's so nuanced. Yeah. And for, for you to give a blanket dumb just general solution we all got to band together and support asian american things it's not that simple because what, <laughs> if you identify yourself as an asian american you're not speaking for the person that identifies themselves first as a vietnamese american korean yeah. american first and then an asian american next so it's not going to connect that easy it, it, it's it's very um passionate like motivation to start some kind of movement and that's what i'm saying like bro if you just googled some shit there's probably organizations around you that's yeah. doing exactly what you want to do just join them just stop being angry man yeah <laughs> shut the fuck up fuck up man it's yeah. fucking happening man we're we're out there we're trying our best just yeah. like what are you now you're the leader because you bitched about it yeah that's what i'm saying man that's why man that's why i'm saying i'm a bit the biggest fan of the fang bros man <laughs> <laughs> 10 things that asian guys like <laughs> <laughs> oh big fan. okay okay so like uh we, we got quote unquote uh i'm not it's not fan mail but uh um, yeah, yeah we had you your fans and <clears throat> have been dming me <clears throat> and giving me so many crazy messages mm -hmm. positive messages for the last couple podcasts and um saying thank you to you so much for like uh you know just having this shit on pretty much and um, one girl was talking about how her dad was also a gangster. And yeah. Her dad, you know, did some, you know, you know, shady shit or whatever. And she had a lot of resentment. And then, like, she wrote that she was listening to the podcast, just bawling her eyes out. And she just went straight to her dad's workplace 
and just wanted to see her dad and just told him that she loved him, you know, and I was just fucking blown away by some of these messages. And so I just want to take the time to say thank you after all the shit talking. And yeah. I mean, the you important know? part of that, and I'm, and I'm glad that young lady got to take away something from this because it's important for people to understand. Like I said, empathy is key. Mm-hmm. Not like I say, forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. Yeah. Right. Because when you look at somebody and you see that, especially for our parents in their circumstance, that, that they were just trying to do their best, you want somebody to give that same type of grace to you too. And yeah. I think that's the part that uh, probably resonates with a lot of people. It's like, damn, I would like for somebody to give that type of grace and forgiveness to me one day. Yeah. And if you're not going to be Holy out there shit. giving it to other people, then who would say that you deserve that too? I, it's so tough to like not bring the fucking church shit into this. Yeah. But yeah, it, it taught me how to forgive. Yeah. That's for sure. That forgiveness is the one of the core principles of the gospel and just humanity is that we have to forgive or else you will not live. You will hate. And like I see the biblical wording of it. If you hate your brother, then you are a liar. You don't actually love God. Yeah. But the, the truth is saying like if you hate your brother, you actually do hate yourself too. Mm. You hate your parents. You hate yourself. You know, a lot of the stuff too, you know, my cousin, uh, he's a pastor now. He, he said something to me years ago that I still use till this day. He, he said that sticks with me so hard and it's something very small, but he said, um, the qualities that you hate in somebody else is the qualities that you hate in yourself. Right. It's like, oh shit. It's facts. It's yeah. big facts. The qualities that you facts. hate in somebody else is always the qualities that you hate yourself because you see yourself yeah. in them. That's why when you have friends who are fucking up, yeah, you, you're, you're not. You don't hate them. You're trying to do it out of love because you could see yourself doing the same thing. Yeah. You see potential in somebody yeah. else. So a lot of the times when we point these fingers, it's like, oh, wait, hold on. Am I am I upset because this person's a shitbag or it's because you hate yourself because you do the same things? It's like, fuck. <laughs> oh, I yeah. think it's, the, it's that's what it's it is. because I see myself in some shithead and I'm like, like, oh, it makes me cringe. I'm like, oh, wait, I did that like, yeah, that's a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, it helps yeah. a lot. It helps. You know? I mean, it's it's a sign of maturity. If you've ever cringed at yourself when you're by yourself on the road or by, and you're taking a shower. Oh, I do that anytime I see my old YouTube videos. Oh, shit, bro. <laughs> bro, it's just a sign of maturity. It just means that you're growing and you don't like that and you wouldn't do that anymore. Dude, when I look back at some of my old YouTube videos when I do these rants and, you know, people still watch it till this day and they, and they, and they love them, right? Uh-huh. But when I watch it, I want to fucking gouge my eyes out <laughs> but know. that money those count the, the viewership you know, is going up still <laughs> yeah and so when i when i I'm see these around. videos i'm like i understand what i was trying to say mm. and i don't understand what i was doing but, but you said it very angry i said it very angry and sometimes i did these videos uh and i said these things in you know hyperbolic fashion yeah because it would inside a reaction from people mm. right and i it, these words that i said i believed in 100 yeah. yeah but then i would be very extra and over the top with it in order for me to get attention you which know is, which is why i went back to my old yelp account and deleted my reviews bro. yo check that out <laughs> so i actually deleted all my uh one star reviews okay yeah same i deleted yeah. all my one-star i deleted reviews. every single i, I did this my a, five stars i did this like maybe like seven years ago so mm. i um, this is before i had restaurants and everything yeah. else um except for a couple of them because they were fucking terrible yeah. like they damn near poisoned me and they told me to fuck off yeah. <laughs> you know those people i i want them to never live yeah. <laughs> you know but those businesses eventually closed down but there was this idea of me i hated reading the stuff that i wrote mm. because it was so pretentious it was so 
fucking uh i was just i had my nose up as if yeah. i am this the, who the fuck am i to go ahead and judge you're somebody? the foodie of LA. <laughs> you want to know about keta food that's fucking me <laughs> exactly right so yeah. it was just it was i was so pretentious about it but that's the that's the power of yelp because you say that you're david so and you actually have some fucking background in food yeah i have a fucking tongue of a horse <laughs> as a smoker for half of my life and i thought i was the shit about k-town you know what I'm saying? That's what Yelp does to you, though. You say that too, but look it, at me. I, I started putting one Yelp, like one star reviews on some shit, like, like and, and a few years later, I'd be like, who the fuck am I, like, to <laughs> even, like, I don't even know how to cook. Yeah. So what am I even saying? This that was for? my biggest thing about some of these Yelpers, right? Like, I look at them, I'm like, I guarantee you, you've never picked up a pan in your life. Mm. So how dare you talk about cooking technique to this person who owns yeah. this restaurant, right? Now, mind you, you could feel like the food is not great. And the thing about restaurants too, by the way, guys, when the food isn't great, they'll eventually close down. Oof. They don't need your help. Yeah. They don't need your help to ruin their livelihood. See, that's the mm. that's the thing. Like seven years ago, I went back and I looked at this restaurant and uh, it was for this... The place is still popping, by the way. Yeah. It's popping. So I didn't do shit to it. Okay. <laughs> but it, it was this restaurant that had this idea of putting um, sourdough bread and putting pasta in it. Uh -huh. It was carbs on carbs. Right? Okay. It's like yakisoba bread, right? And I hated it. I thought it was terrible. The pasta yeah. was overcooked. It tasted like, you know, fucking ravioli, which is fine because I actually like the canned ravioli. <laughs> 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 but, you know. Yo, yo Chef Boyardee. Hey. Get it right every time, bro. <laughs> I know. But, you know, I ate it and I wrote this scathing review and I'm like, this is a gimmicky place. It was a restaurant in San Diego. I was like, this is gimmicky. It's terrible or whatever, whatnot, right? Uh -huh. And I went back and I saw that review and I didn't look at my messages and the business owner messaged me uh -huh. and they wrote, hey, I'm sorry you had such a terrible experience. Um, we're, we're trying to get better. We're a new restaurant. If you can give us a second chance, please come in. And I didn't read this. Mm. All right? And I'm like... David, so who the fuck do you think you are, dude? Yeah. Like, you wrote this scathing review trying to tarnish this person's uh, image yeah. and their passion and their love when they're just trying. And you thought that it would you're doing somebody a favor. And it's in the guise of me doing the public a favor of making sure that people don't have such a bad experience like yeah. I did. But it's really not what it is. The reason why we do that is because Yelp rewards this snobbery. Mm. You become a Yelp elite. Oh, <laughs> no. You know? Your opinion matters because you go out to eat more. That means you know food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? please. Yelp please, please. You know, and they walk around with the snobbery. And I saw that and I made sure from when I went back and I saw that this is seven years ago. And I, I think I wrote that prior to that two years before that I deleted all my one stars. Yeah. And I yeah. deleted my three stars. Mm. The only ones I kept four stars and five stars. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need to go out of my way to destroy somebody's yeah. livelihood and number two who the fuck do you think you are you know what's hilarious about yelp is when you want to delete your one-star reviews they ask you why <laughs> and i had to write to them i'm matured and i'm yeah. an asshole <laughs> i literally wrote that and then they delete and then it's gone you know yeah i didn't have to or whatever but the way that they set that up for you like makes you grow up <laughs> which is hilarious even though they facilitate that kind of behavior like um like my <laughs> Dog, I have Yelp reviews for my store. <laughs> we have a one star straight up all across the board. And the, and the reviews are true. They're all true. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, the lady there's nice, but this the her son that works there is an asshole. And I'm like, yeah. And they'll say like the shit that I said. Then I'm like, yeah, I said that. <laughs> I did say that to you because, you know, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. But the thing like is, I mean, the hilarious part of that is that nobody gives a fuck about 
uh, Yelp reviews about gas stations. <laughs> That's what when people review Subway. Yeah. I'm like, you, <laughs> are you, a, you are a piece of shit, dude. Yeah. How dare you review a Subway? But going back to it, too, I found that the, the, the person who wrote one of these reviews and was just straight up lying about my store uh, was saying my mom was saying, me no English, me no English. Mm. My mom never fucking said that in her goddamn life. Yeah. She can't speak English, but she will anyway, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. You know? She's too proud for that shit. And, yeah. And, like, it's like this guy's fucking lying. And I found out he's just this guy who works at an oil change shop and has nothing better to do. And he didn't like the way our cigarettes were priced. And so he wrote a shitty fucking review. Yeah. But, you know, this small amount of power goes to a lot of people's heads. And they love it. They feed off it. They have nothing else in their life. What they like is the fact that they get this Yelp Elite badge and it makes them feel special. Yelp has done a good job of capitalizing on people's worth. Yeah. And so it gives them value. Sacrificing the actual businesses that you know, make our country run at least, yeah. you know? I had to do that all the time with the soft serve place too. Like if somebody writes a review and they go, I did not like the way this tastes. I'm like, hey, cool. That's fine. That one stars were deserved because they didn't like it. Yeah. It's what it is, you know? But when somebody writes a review, like I remember I had to like petition some like one star reviews. They go, this place doesn't have any parking. One star. I can't control that. Welcome to Koreatown, bitch. <laughs> I know. There's no parking anywhere. Welcome to, no, no, just welcome to LA. What the fuck do you think you're going to go? Yeah, so I'm like, can I contest this? Like, because I think like one of the things that uh, Yelp does it was a good job of. stand. Exactly. There's no seats anyways. Stand. And so, and so like one of the things that uh, I think Yelp did a good job and they allowed me to contest, you actually have to go into the store and try the product. Okay. And so in the written review, they didn't go to the store <laughs> and they wrote a review that like they took the one, those one stars down. Good God. You know, which is like, why did you go out of the way to try to ruin my business just because you couldn't find parking. Bro, they're just driving down the street. Mm, look at that place. It doesn't even have parking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, my favorite Yelp reviews is the ones where they think it's a it's their personal diary. They go, today <sighs> I woke up. Me and Jimmy were supposed to have a shower together, but he didn't feel like he was in the mood. So my day didn't start that well. My mom is an mm -hmm. asshole. I'm going through therapy <laughs> right now. And then they go, then they go, let's get into the food, guys. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> It's just fucking what? your entitlement people's blog. That's what Yelp is. Yeah. And then like, that day. well, let's talk about the ice cream I had. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's where you should have started. I just hope if you guys have a Yelp, just delete it. Yeah. <laughs> just delete it. It doesn't help anybody. You know, write reviews, but be positive about it. Or if you don't like it. Like, like it's, <laughs> it clearly shows the cynics and depressed people of the world. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of them. I really yeah. was. Oh, I was so, was. so was I. And, but look, that's why we're talking about it out loud about the shit yeah. we wrote. Shit we wrote. I wrote. Yeah. Mm. Made, me, made me feel really bad. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, though, what we're all going to talk about is actually recently, you know, we I, I, we did a video about um, Adele. So Adele mm. lost a lot of weight, right? Yeah. Which is very interesting and in, in how that reaction was. Well, there was also another big star uh, that lost weight, which is Lizzo. Yeah. If y'all don't know who Lizzo is, you must be living under a fucking rock. Her music <laughs> is fucking popping. Personality is dope. I love everything about her. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, she's definitely been the the mascot or the rep the representation for big girls out yeah. there, right? Cute in the face, thick in the, the waist, waist right? Yeah. And she's really big. Now I'm not going to go ahead and get into a whole diatribe about health. Well, maybe we'll bring that up later in the podcast. Sure. But when she, I guess she went on a smoothie diet recently, and then I think she's vegan now. Okay. Um, 
she was drinking a lot. She she wrote that she was drinking a lot. She was eating a lot of spicy food, so it kind of fucked up her GI tract. Mm. She wasn't sleeping well. Her skin was terrible. Yeah. So she just decided to do this raw diet smoothie cleanse to kind of reset um, her stomach. You know, yeah. her, her butt, her gut, her butt guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my butt is all good now. Uh, her butt biome, butt. her gut biome. <laughs> so that's what she was uh, doing this for, and she got a lot of great results. She goes, yeah. you know, I love myself big or whatever, not whatnot. I just did this for myself, and it feels good. It feels fine. So there was a lot of backlash on Twitter saying, like, "Yo, we thought you were better than that. You were our big girl representation. You're not supposed to diet. Yeah, you're not supposed <laughs> to diet. You know, these smoothie diets are dangerous, and the fact that you're promoting it, it's like, yo, this this is." Let me tell you what I really dislike about this, right? Well, um, so before we get there, uh, before we start talking shit, let's talk about our former fat boy, you know, <laughs> issues. You were how much the like heaviest? Two, almost 280. And you are? I'm, I'm 211 right now. Nice. So I lost like, what, 79 pounds or something? Yeah. 69 pounds, something like that? Dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was 240, 250. I am 145. Yeah. So you, know? you, you lost yeah. 100 pounds. <laughs> So we did our shit, all right? Yeah. We did our shit. So uh, we're going to start talking about fat people. And we're just going to talk openly about fat people. It's about <laughs> obesity and fat people. Fat, 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 fat. Trigger warning, fat. Yeah. It's, we're going to talk about fat people, okay? It's that, that word fat, and you guys have to understand too, um, I've been, I was big my whole life. And mm-hmm. I'm still, on the, uh, I'm still like probably like 30 pounds overweight. And if I want to lose that weight, I'll, I'll kick it in the gear. Yeah, get I'm, there. I'm not really uh, interested right now because <laughs> it's quarantine. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a break. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix that later on. But <laughs> as of right now, I'm perfectly fine. But, um, you know, when we talk about Lizzo, right? Uh, the, the the issue that I have with this is that we're talking about something called body positivity. Yeah. I didn't realize that body positivity was only pertaining to fat people. <laughs> <laughs> like I... <laughs> <laughs> you know? A guy who has like fucking one arm is like, you know, I suck the way this is. They're like, fuck you. I'm fucking... I'm, like, I'm fat. I'm fat. This is real positivity. <laughs> so, God, you know, as, as a person who's still chubby now and was a, and was more on the more more morbidly obese scale, I find that highly offensive. Yeah, you know. And so when I, I don't say highly offensive, but it's more annoying as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so so you only supported Lizzo because you, what you're saying is that you only supported Lizzo because it supported your personal agenda and your personal emotions of not loving yourself. Yeah. First of all bitch that's not her responsibility that's on you she never came out or maybe i could be wrong but i don't think she came out saying like i want to be in the forefront of body positivity for fat girls i think lizzo was saying get the fuck off my back i'm a fat girl i'm doing my thing stop talking about my fucking weight talk about my talent talk about my music i exercise i eat what the fuck i want i'm happy if i'm fat i'm fucking fat let's move on from this so that's your agenda. The The problem with those people is that they identify Lizzo as the fat girl, mm-hmm. not the talented girl, not the singing girl, not the beautiful girl, not the, all this. And the fat girl mm-hmm. with talent, not the talented girl who is fat. fat. And the funny thing is, it's coming from the people who are using her as their martyr. 
right? <laughs> They're using her as as their as their fat Jesus to be right? like, oh, it's okay to be this way. Yeah, yeah. And then now that they they don't, she doesn't fit into their specific agenda. Now they're giving her backlash and shit for living her life. So what do you mean by body positivity? What you mean? You don't mean body positivity at all. It's not be happy with the way that you look. You can be skinny, fat, or whatever. It's you make me feel good about myself because yes. I feel terrible. Yeah, that's what you're saying, and that's why I have a problem with these people who were cheering her on, saying like you 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 make it okay for me to love myself for who I am, yeah. right? Yeah. But you still haven't fixed the issue that you have with yourself because when your knight in shining armor decided that they weren't feeling healthy and they did something for themselves that didn't fit your agenda, you wanted to crucify her. And I hate that. As it goes back to saying, you didn't, you weren't thinking of her as the talented musician. You, yeah. you She was a fat girl that had talent. Yes. I hate that. It, it was just like, I'm okay the way I am and without realizing that maybe the the, the, the habits that you're perpetuating to talk about your condition. Yes, I said condition. Because I was once fat. I was yeah. once morbidly obese. You and I, yeah. you know, to attest to it. Look, I was in denial. Like, I talk about the confidence I, has at, I, I had as a fat guy when I looked in the mirror. Um, I was okay with myself, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I was okay. Like, because I accepted myself. That is healthy. That is positively healthy. But when the fucking science and the doctors and everyone tells you, yo, you're obese, like, watch it, you know? So, even something crazier than that, this podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. If y'all are trying to chef it up at home with easy to follow instruction meals that'll make you look and feel like Gordon Ramsay, you better not sleep on Green Chef, baby. I love my Green Chef meals. It comes with super easy follow instructions that always ends up with a delicious result. I'm talking about hands on experience. I made this shrimp and cabbage deal with this bomb ass spicy sauce. I just told people it was a family recipe and they don't need to know, my friends. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company and includes recipes for paleo, keto, and even plant-powered diets. So yes, there's something for everybody. You will not be left out. Green Chef is actually owned by HelloFresh. And you guys know I've endorsed them before, so you already know how much I love them and how delicious the food is. And Green Chef is just as good. My Genius Brain listeners, go to greenchef.com slash brain80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. Once again, go to greenchef.com slash brain80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. And get to grubbing, my babies. I dealt with it before, but he started dealing with it later on in his life, but he actually had crazy sleep apnea. Yes. And it was because of how overweight he was. Yeah. There are things for us when we lost this weight, it was beyond, way beyond the surface level of just wanting to look good and feel good in terms of, of a mentality thing. Yeah. I physically wasn't paying. Yeah, literally <laughs> physical. Like, okay, so um, sleep apnea, You, if you're obese, you understand it like- you wake up groggy all the fucking time. And that was my shit since high school. I never woken up like, ah. Yeah, like you know, I had a great night's sleep. Party. That, I didn't realize that until I actually lost the weight because I've been overweight my whole life. And did you ever take this, that, the sleep yeah, apnea test? I, I did do a sleep study. I just stay over at night, yeah. How much did you like stop breathing at night? Uh, I can't remember now, but it was a shit ton. <laughs> yeah. It was I, like. Yeah. <sighs> like shit like that. I. I, in a seven hour period, apparently I stopped breathing like 500 times in the night. I only got 30% of the oxygen my brain was supposed to get. Damn, I can't remember my numbers, but it was, it, I don't think it was as bad as yours. It though. was fucking yeah. bad, bro. And it was like, 
so in that time, I'm like, okay, looking for antidepressants. We were talking about it back uh, before in the last podcast, uh, Vivant, Adderall, yeah. Vyvanse, um, and um, anti-anxiety, all these things until I was like, I need a CPAP machine. <laughs> I remember right. that fucking that the fucking bane oxygen masking that you had. Yeah, and guess what? I had to get. It took two weeks to get used to breathing with a fucking tight mask on my face. But god damn it, I woke up. Yeah, although I was obese, my brain was so clear, and I was making the right decisions. I was I was getting my shit together, and I was starting to lose weight. CPAP machine literally lost twenty pounds from there yeah you know and that's where we can start with like obesity and shit like man if you're out there and you're like morbidly obese talk to your doctor about a cpap machine just go out there and do it it's important you know the the uh, like for me when i was doing the whole weight loss thing like i never took a second to realize how fat i was right because mm. i was just living life it, mm. it just is what it is yeah I, my weight was never got in the way of me getting the things that I wanted in life. Yeah. Whether it was me being a stand-up comic, career choices, me talking to women or whatever. Your your subscriber count was going up <laughs> yeah, every it, year anyway. There was there was nothing that it was I guess in terms career wise or even my social, personal life, social yeah. life wise, it wasn't getting in the way, right? And I, I think that because of this this rhetoric of, you know, you should be able to love yourself at all times. hundred percent agree. I was there. But it didn't change the fact that I wasn't healthy. Yes. And I think that was the the thing that I, I was kind of convoluting these two things together. It's yeah. like, well, I love myself. I don't have to yeah. lose weight. But it's like, if you do love yourself, in my mind, I never thought about, shouldn't you take care of your body too? Yeah. You know, these these knee pains that you have, you know, when you play basketball, your knees hurt because you think you're fucking Jordan over <laughs> here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not really thinking about these things. Yeah. And it was waking up feeling exhausted all the time never getting good sleep going on a run full sprint when you just need to walk exactly yeah. there's these small things that i never really considered and i gotta say too after i lost the weight i i was a lot happier mm. i was less angry mm. less anxious it helped me a lot with my anxiety to be honest with you yeah and it just it felt really good and now i'm at the point now where if i don't exercise i or i don't move around a little bit i get really sad i get really just out of whack. So let's ask all the David Soul fans out there. You upset that this guy lost weight? <laughs> you upset about that? You what? want him to be unhappy and overweight and dying? Like, come on, guys. Like, I mean, for the Lizzo fans, come on, guys. She's getting well, healthy. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they are not fans of her. They are fans... <laughs> of the identity. Of the identity. Mm. And so I can only imagine what it's like for Lizzo. You know, as somebody who was... It's like, I can't win. Like, whether I'm fat, Lizzo, you fucking hate me. Adele, if, if I'm losing Adele. weight and I'm doing things for myself, you fucking hate me. So why the fuck should I care at this point? So I feel terrible for her. Yeah. It's like, she can't just live. To have to now, like, shut off your fans who <laughs> are against you for being healthy. Like, um, I, re okay, it's weird. I relate. <laughs> I never would say this. I relate to Lizzo <laughs> in that way where, man, I had some fucking haters when I was losing weight. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I couldn't believe people who were like, would be like, yo, you're taking a lot of selfies these days. Give me a break, man. Yeah. Look at my face, man. I'm a different person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, why are you taking shirtless pictures? Oh, you're taking a lot of selfies. And I'm like, I, I thought about it outside of my relationship with this person. Like, why is this guy putting me down? Why is this person doing that? 
you know <laughs> and i and i had to actually think about this shit about okay then i like stepped off social media for a while yeah. even though i lost weight um until i was like fuck this fuck this person and fuck whoever whatever yeah. thinks i lost my fucking weight from my motherfucking goddamn self and i've got this new shit going on so i started like fuck them fuck them i'm doing my shit and yeah. if Lizzo's out there doing a shit, like, that's where I'm a fan, dude, now. Like, do your fucking thing. It just sucks Lose for weight, somebody. Why does she have to always explain herself? Why do you? Yeah, why? Like, why does she have to explain? Yo, if the fucking woman wants to lose weight, she wants to lose weight. What's that got to do with you? You want to be fat? Be fat, you fuck. It you just, know? Yeah, it, Go it, do whatever the hell you're doing. Support her music and her artistry. You have something that you have to deal with. On a mental scale that you have to deal with. That is not her responsibility. That is not the responsibility of celebrities, entertainers, or anything else. You keep deflecting your personal issues onto other people, expecting them to fix your fucking problems. And that is not their job. Yeah. It is her job to do her job, which is be a musician, live her life, and be the happiest that she can be. If her being fat made you happy, not her fucking problem. Yeah. I'm, Sorry. The core of like the problem of who. I, I think you did too. I think you had explained this earlier is that you identified as being the fat guy. Yeah. You identified that I'm the fat funny guy and being funny is correlated with being fat. Same with like a little bit of me was just like I am the fat guy kind of thing. I've accepted that yeah. my whole life until it was just like, do I really fucking have to be? <laughs> yeah. You, you know? don't. And it's almost like you're doing it to make other people feel comfortable. Yeah. What kind of bullshit is that? Why do I have to make you feel comfortable? <laughs> you know, what about me? Yeah. You know, and it gets, and and I think like people were really upset too with like uh, that whole situation because they were like, was Adele getting the same type of thing? It's like you were our big girl, were you in our big girl movement? Why <laughs> you know, like why is Lizzo getting this type of shit? She's like, was she aware that she was in your big girl movement? Yeah, or did you know that maybe like all of you as well wish that you were half the size you were? Yeah. Where it would benefit you on on so many scales, like in health as well. And like, look, the honest truth is like when I lost the weight, holy shit, society teach like treats me so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, when I lost the weight from when I was before, uh yeah, you could see people really do treat you better. Mm. And from the way I looked and felt before to the way I do now, um, it's unfair. It's just not fair, and yeah, <laughs> but it's just the way it is. And like, welcome to our reality, you know. But you can't fucking bend reality to be like, almost dying is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, stop making loopholes for yeah. God fucking sake. Yeah, if you are having like to this day, I have um, I have scar tissue on my back. Yeah. I have these bumps on my lower back because of one how fucking fat i was yeah and i had back problems when i was fat as fuck i couldn't tie my goddamn shoes bro damn it was sad i was like <sighs> yeah i'm holding my breath yeah and i'm tying my shoes <sighs> yeah yeah yeah. because my gut was so big yeah you know or I, and then i had to figure out ways to do it it's just like stop pretending like that's okay yeah. I'm telling guys, I was there with you. I yeah. was fucking there. It was hard. I'm fucking sweating my ass off in a movie well, theater. A, a lot of the things that happens you know? to what I figured out for myself was that I, I started normalizing discomfort and pain. Yes. Yes. You know, 
like, yeah, my knee should hurt. My back, sh- when I go down these stairs, my titty should jiggle a little yeah, bit. Oh, yeah, this, uh, yeah, that's normal. This this ankle bone, this extra, ankle fat, extra yeah. thing you have going on. Yeah, you know, you start to normalize pain every day. But then when you start to make healthier choices, right? And you, and these pain, this pain goes away. It's like, oh, this is how life should be. You know, this is mm. great. Mm. You know, it's like when I figured out I had anxiety and I learned to just, yeah. like, hey, oh, you're freaking out over stupid shit. And I started gaining control of it. And I'm like, oh, I don't like the way that feels. Yeah. It it sucks that on a public scale, like I said, you have to ju- – nobody should sit there and come up to you and be like, hey, you're a fat fuck. Like, you're an asshole if you do that stuff. I know. <laughs> yeah. But, but – I know I'm fat, but I'm not a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't need you yeah. to tell me, you know. Like, we're, I'm not talking about that. Because I, I know what it's like for somebody to go ahead and try to poke at you, be, poke fun at you at your weight, yeah. right? Which is why I had to develop a sharp tongue yeah. and start going back at people all the time. Um, but if we're talking about this in terms of, like, health, you're not going to – and I read these articles all the time where they kind of – they want to be a contrarian and they're trying to find the one – the the one exception to the rule and they use that as the basis of their argument for health, oh, yeah. right? They go, well, there's this one person who runs marathons that I know that they're technically obese, but they run marathons. It's like, cool. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's them. Proud of them. Do yeah. you? See, we're trying to rationalize these things because you, in reality, don't like the way you look and mm. feel. Mm. And I know because I was there too. Yeah. Right? So, if that's if you are going to have, it's hard enough that you have to fucking argue with these judging, annoying ass people on the outside, but then you have to deal with yourself doing that to you all the time too. Mm. So which is the one that you can address? Can you address somebody else's behavior first or can you address your behavior first? You can address yours. It's a lot easier that way for you to say, oh shit, damn, David, why is it that when you can't eat your hot dog, you get mad? <laughs> you might have a fucking food addiction. Yeah. You might be addicted yeah. to processed foods and a lot of carbs and fat. Why is it that you get mad when somebody says you can't have your taco? Are you a bitch? What's yeah. wrong with you? You're a fucking bitch. In essence, that critical thinking that you're doing where you're asking yourself the right questions. Lizzo fans, ask yourself, if Lizzo is doing something good so that she can live a long life and continue making great music, why are you upset? Who are you upset about? Yeah. You upset at her, you upset at yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's it's it's something that I've always you know, I want to be very careful in terms of I, I don't ever want people to feel bad about how they look and feel, right? Mm. And you know, we're we're doing the, we have this movement of trying to normalize things, like oh, normalize being fat. I think being fat is normalized. Yeah, it's <laughs> I think there's more fat people in this society. To the, it's just part of our culture. It's yeah, okay. We accept it. There's always going to be fat people, no matter what, right? Yeah. But the one thing that I can't agree with, and this is somebody who was 280 pounds, is to say that being fat, I was healthier. <laughs> people are trying to convince other people right now it's like you know, technically you know these skinny people doesn't mean that they're healthier a hundred percent but but when people are a certain weight it's been proven multiple times you could find the the statistical data in the studies that then most likely that they are healthier than you that they will live a little longer yeah. than you right yeah there are a lot of exceptions to those rules we're not talking about skinny crackheads we're not talking about that we're talking about just normal 
people who have a normal diet. I think what we have to be honest about as fat people, like I know I'm not physically fat now, but I'm just going to speak it as a fat boy because I was there. We have excuses. Excuses is our specialty. Yeah. You know, we are the king of doing such excuses and making loopholes around it to convince ourselves that we're otherwise healthy. It's only because you're just used to being fat Mm -hmm. and not realizing that, you know, you could actually run for 10 miles and not get too tired if you weren't 100 pounds overweight. Yeah. You know, and I was shocked at how fucking far I could run after I lost all this weight once. Yeah. You know, because I had never like, because, you know, like I just had the thought of what obesity was all wrong because, you know, you you think that being obese is normal and whatever. It's just not. Carrying a backpack full of a hundred pounds and thinking you can go play basketball is the dumbest fucking shit ever. Yeah. So I know? fucked up my knees. Yeah. You know? And it, yeah, like I said, th- there was, there was a mental journey that happened uh, before I lost this weight. And a lot of the times too, uh, I think a lot of people fail at getting healthier is because the mind state isn't right before they approach yeah. this stuff. Right. They're not really addressing the real issues that they have with their unhealthy habits. So when I, every time I try to lose weight, it was like, okay, I'm going to smash these fucking weights. Mm. Uh, I'm going to try to run these extra yeah. miles. And then really I didn't address number one was how, what food does to my body, how my body works when I eat certain foods, and why I'm fat in the first place. Your addiction. You know, it probably would have helped that, that if I just yeah. went to a fucking therapist, but yeah. I, I had to figure it out myself, you know? Yeah. So it took a lot longer. But I gotta the, be honest. I'm talking here like I fucking got all the answers and shit, but like I had a very different experience. Yeah. Um, I'll tone it down because I'm being very self-aware about yeah. my fucking cockiness right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, uh, I took some steps beforehand because I did take therapy. Yeah. You know, um, and the the therapy with the CPAP machine did help me realize the what I was saying is the fat logic, the loopholes we create and the excuses we create to allow us to be fat. It's because the around the world around us is generally accepting obesity. Look, it's okay. We should intrinsically love each other, right? At the same time, like we gotta be aware that. Like that morbid obesity is just not okay. Like to that level where you're like anywhere near 300 pounds as a human being, no matter how tall you are, is pushing it sometimes, you know? And I feel like some people have to, like, obviously I was talking like I knew all that shit, but like um, every other person really has to get into their place where they like see like now's the time, now's the time, right? Yeah, that, there's going to be a moment, and and I'm pretty sure there's somebody who's going to be listening to this right now. And first, when you hear this, you might be a little upset. Yeah, because sorry guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, you might you might be a little upset because when you hear these words like fat, it becomes a trigger word for you, right? So even but let me just switch that word around, and I said unhealthy, right? Mm. And sometimes when people they some people even say when it comes to being obese, there is, uh, it's it's uh. It's like mentally unhealthy, yeah. Right, and for me, it was. I can only speak about this for uh, from personal experience, right? Is because I made these personal excuses, right? Like I remember, I even told my dad. My dad was like, 
hey, why don't you just get down to like 230 pounds? It's like, dude, I was like, dude, that's impossible for me. Mm. I literally told him it's impossible. I was like, dude, yeah. look at this fucking frame, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you start doing I'm a lot. supposed to be in a pair. <laughs> I was like, he's like, dude, this frame, if I go to 230, like yeah. I'll be dead. You know, I'm 211 right now. Yeah. I'm still chubby. So what the fuck was I thinking? And so when my dad said that to me, he was saying it out of a concern for my health. Yeah. And I took his words and I took it as an attack. Yeah. You know, and this is stuff that I had to deal with consistently. But at the end of the day, when you make these choices for yourself, you have to realize that if there's no nobody else in the room, it's just you and your life choices. If you're okay with being making these unhealthy life choices, right? That's fine. That's on you. I think you should be very careful about telling people that you being unhealthy is healthy. Yeah. Because there is an adverse effect about that. I'm not talking about the societal issue of people going out of their way to make people feel bad about their life choices. I don't think that's, if it doesn't really affect you on a personal scale, then shut the fuck up and leave them alone. You should be going out telling people that they're fat, you terrible fuck. But at the same time, I'm not going to be a part of the side to say that being obese is uh, healthy. I, yeah. I I personally don't think that's the case, and I think it's not from the case. It's also from from a mental point too. Yeah. The fact that you're addicted to food, you can't. You're not using food for what it's used for. Yeah, it can be pleasurable, but at the same time, you don't get your Twinkie. You start throwing a fit. You might have an addiction. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the things that you know if you go through, um, um, like. AA, like uh, the the 12-step program or whatever, like it applies to, you know, obese people too. And like um, where you really have to face like your denial, yeah. you know, um, considering your height and your weight, you really have to face like what your, like a healthy weight actually is. And then you were saying too, like a lot of us when we're obese, we f like how was that healthy the, how was 165 the healthy weight for my height or whatever i'm like that's impossible yeah that's fucking 90 pounds dude you i know? gotta i mean we're and we're then not realizing yo it's because i'm so morbidly obese yeah you know? it's, yeah. it's it's hard to kind of picture yourself in that situation right or in that weight and you know there's People that I know now, they still ask me for the same fucking advice. They go, how did you lose weight? How did you lose weight? And I give them the same thing and they don't Nobody do listens. it. And they don't listen. They right. don't do it. It's like, right. why do you ask them? Oh, you know? my God. It's like, I, I, you, you want to do it your way, yeah. right? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be the contrarian in your life and I'm going to tell you that's not the way to do it. Not just because of the way that I personally feel that it worked for me, which is basically where it's coming from, right? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, if you're going to ask me and I give you this advice and you think it's bullshit, why do you keep coming to me? Obviously, you haven't figured it out. You've, you've, you've hated the way that you felt for the past, whatever, 30 odd years, 20 some odd years now, and you want to change it. But you still don't want to do it in the way that other people can advise you who have been yeah. in your situation. What's, what do you think is going to happen? You're yeah. going to fail again, and then you're going to go into the spiral of depression. You're going to eat more because it comforts you. Then you're going to come back and say, oh, I did it again. How do I do it again? You're not addressing yeah. the right issues. You have, to, you have to figure out your why first. Why am I like this? Yeah. Why am I addicted to food? Why do I enjoy this? Yeah. Uh, well, for me, it was when I turned 30, I'm fat as fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm 30 now, and I'm like not doing well. And whatever. And then it, it, there was a whole lot of steps you were saying, like the why, why, why kind of thing that you have to face and really take up on your own. 
And for all the shit that you did say about fat shaming or skinny shame or skinny people or fat people, whatever, right? It's okay to reassess what you used to think, mm-hmm. you know, and your judgments and whatever. And like, uh, take it back to zero, you know, like where you are and how you feel and what must be done, you know, and like, it's okay to want to lose weight. It is not a sin, you know, like, and it, and it really wouldn't be like, like yeah an attack on your identity like that's what i was trying to i think bring up earlier like being fat is not your identity the way you speak and laugh and tell your stories and relate to your friends has nothing to do with the fact that you're fat yeah it's because there's so much more to you beyond being fat why your friends love you yeah and and to, to wrap it back to you know the Lizzo situation, I think that's really what she's fighting for right now. Like, let me live. Yeah. Like, let me be me. Yeah. Let me be this artist. Why is it that any time I, I, I have some type of accolade or I, I reach a certain level of success, it's always in the back burner of me being a fat person or being in the yeah. front of this fat movement. Like, could you imagine how terrible that could make... That would make me feel terrible, right? <laughs> Yo, imagine if all your friends and all your fans, actually, I mean, your fans... You look through their pictures and they all look like you. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. You know, all a bunch of David saw lookalikes are all through your There's a kid that I met. Fans. There's a kid that I met. Uh, he's like a box. He's like a kickboxer too, right? Uh-huh. And he's this fool. He goes, hey, man, can I tell you something, dude? Like, I was like really skinny. And I, I looked up to you so much when I was a kid, I got fat. <laughs> <laughs> this kid fucking Bro, got what? fat because he loved me so much and then he goes like yeah then uh, you know I, I, I still watch your shit and then I saw you losing weight and I'm like fuck I'm fat and he saw, I started losing weight <laughs> so this one lost weight again this Tongsu motherfucker bro yeah, yeah, yeah. like come on Tongsu follow me man follow you you're you yeah man that's you know cool. but you that's also too me. it's like I'm also making people feel okay about certain things that even I'm not okay feeling yeah like because I was lying to myself yeah like how terrible how terrible is that so now I have to undo the bad things that I did because I didn't take the time to really think about my mental health and how I felt about my weight and I put on my insecurities onto other people and then they yeah. followed suit. So yeah. now I have to fix that shit because I had to take that responsibility. So it's like, fuck, man. Like all these little kids that got fat because of me. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, shit. Like I have to like, uh, okay. So like I started a keto group chat with people at my church because mm-hmm. they saw me losing weight and they wanted to join in and learn how to all lose weight. All pastors should try it out. Pastors are fucking fat yeah. as shit. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, get on that. But um, I think I realized that um, you might feel this way too, that even it, your method was specifically tailored to you and yeah. your body. And when people ask you how to do it, they're like, what the fuck is this? Right? Yeah. Like, how did you do this? How could you do this or whatever? And as much as people ask me how I lost 100 pounds, I'm just like, at this point, I'm almost like, if I told you, you're not going to do it. So just like you, it's tailored to you and what you're comfortable with. You can do any diet. Usually I just say, just stop eating sugar and you can do any diet you want. Yeah. Fast 16 hours and stop eating sugar and you'll lose weight. That's it. And you'll do any diet you want. Well, that's like it. the, that's what I'm saying. It's the, the reason why people fail at having a healthier lifestyle in terms of weight is because they're never addressing the real issues, Mm. right? So 
the methodology is different. Everybody has different methods. Some people lose weight because they uh, they worked out a ridiculous amount. They run tw- 10 miles a day. They weight train, but they still eat they, and they eat a little healthier and they'll lose a shit ton of weight. Yeah. Because they, they burn the calories that they bring yeah. in. Calorie in, calorie out. Yeah. It's actually really that simple, right? Some people do uh, ketosis. Right, which is which I always found hilarious because because <laughs> everybody's like just do keto. I'm like, but you're still fat. <laughs> so why would I do keto? You know, I'm like, yeah. you know, keto is hard, but it works for certain people. I have I have to remind myself the way I talk sometimes. Like, oh, it's a fucking matter of fact. Like yeah. I just did earlier. Like, you know what? I I I do crazy things. <laughs> I go to Iraq to make sure like, God's real. Yeah. So the way I did keto just just didn't apply well, you're to all, There's only two people I know that did keto that did well. It's you and my friend John. Yeah. And that's that's two out of like eighty people. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it, and it, what I found out is for it works with specific people. Yeah. So you just got to figure out what works well for you. I don't know the science behind it per se of whether it's healthier or healthier or not. I know it's worked for certain people and they kept it off. And their blood works fine. So I, who am I to say anything else, right? So what yeah. I mean by when I say address the reasons why you're fat, I'm not talking about just what you're eating. It's it's a mental thing. Why are you okay with being this way? Do you mm. know what food does to your body? Yeah. And do you know that you have a food addiction? Yeah. If you can address that, then you could address the other problems because the foundation is now a lot stronger. What do you eat every day? Every day. What, what did I eat every day? When yeah, I was what was your weight? addiction every day? Uh, Lamian. <laughs> Dog, it's still a problem to this, to this day. So Lamian and uh, and uh, Avenue 26. Oh, shit. I ate Avenue 26 probably four or five times a week. Whoa. You drove from like where South you Pass were. South Pass over there all the time. Damn, bro. It's a dollar tacos. It's literally, <laughs> literally, that's behind my... That's behind my look, yeah, 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 so, so it's like I ate there all the time and I ate Lamian all the time. Oh, which, yeah. you know... You, this is this. These are this is just science facts, by the way. And this is what I found out through reading a lot. I mean, your body is, you have two sources of energy, right? You're, it's either carbohydrates like sugars or you're going to be, it's fats. So when you go into ketosis, you use fat, right? And then typically what everybody else runs on is, is carbs and sugars, right? Yeah. Carbohydrates. That's as simple as it gets. Yeah. Problem. So when you eat stuff like high carb, high fat, you have two energy sources, which is why a lot of us are fat. Yeah, you'll gain weight. And so that's as simple as it gets. Yeah. You know, so if you kind of know that and when you look at your plate, you go, hold, hold on a second. Butter. Rice, protein, one. sugar. Yeah. I have too many energy sources here. And what am I going to do today? Lay down and watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, I, do I need this? <laughs> do I need all this energy? Yeah. It's excess. So then it, it's, it's, it allowed me to kind of flip my plate up. I'm like, Dude, one of the things you told me that changed my whole outlook and really changed the game for me with keto was when you said cooking is alchemy. You said cooking yeah. is chemistry. It's science, bro. And I was like, oh, shit. That's when I started sous vide all my food. Yeah. And I started fucking shedding it, bro. You take, I just want to tell you that. <laughs> you take something and you're turning it into something else that it yeah. isn't. It's fucking alchemy. Trust the science, guys. Yeah. Trust the science. Count your macros. Calories in, calories out. Yeah. You know, know your balance between whether you're going into ketosis or you're running on carbs. Like, That's why when people are like, calorie counting is evil. I'm like, <laughs> Listen, I understand what you mean. But the reason why I believe in calorie counting, I don't calorie count now because I don't need to. Yeah. Because, but what it did, it gave me a basis to understand the foods that I'm eating. It's mathematics. It's mathematics. So it's like, oh, I thought I wasn't eating much, but then when I calorie, when I counted all the calories, like, oh, I ate forty two hundred calories today. Yeah. But <laughs> shit, I wouldn't have realized that unless I. Ca- and then I'm like, ah, this is a little excessive. Yeah. You know, maybe I should bring it down 
300 calories next week. So yeah. instead of 4,200, it's going to be 3,800. And I'm like, oh, I'm not that hungry. Mm. And then you start bringing it down a little more. After a while, when you start to, once again, do the research and you understand what food does to you, then the calorie counting kind of goes away. Yeah. It's like, oh, because I can look at a plate and be like, I know this is going to make me full. I'm, I'm good. Right. But it gives you a good foundation. A tool is is only what the what the what the person who use it makes it yeah. right if you want to use it in detriment to yourself that's not the tools problem that's the individual's issue calorie yeah. counting and macro counting works like somebody was like i don't believe in that stuff like <laughs> I, I was like as a nutritionist i was like if you're a nutritionist and you do people's diets you calorie count for them yeah what the fuck are you talking what about does that mean? and he was like well that's different because i do it for so you do believe it shut the fuck up yeah. what are you talking about i think he's probably talking about changing people's mindset about counting exactly calories. it's like yeah i i did count all my calories in the beginning and it, i did it for about a month only and then after that i was like I kind of can see it now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just read the macros of like, okay. Uh, so uh, case in point, I'm doing keto. So I'm making sure I'm having 70% of my diet is fat, mm. you know, and 20% is um, proteins. And then 10% of it is carbs. That's where everybody fucks up on keto. Yeah. They don't realize how much fat that they have to have. Oh. And so they overload on protein. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still right. fat. Because <laughs> those proteins turn to carbs. Yeah. Thank God for Khalif. Khalif, thank you so much. You told me that. Yeah. He's like, stop drinking so many protein shakes, man. You're like, yeah. you're not even working out. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, like, you look, connect to the good friends who do care. Like, if you ever, if you're a fat guy and you get a, a healthy guy trying to give you unsolicited advice, just, I know it's like salty and shit. Just take the time to process what they're trying to tell you, bro. Yeah, like, like it, they're telling you some good information. You know, that's the, that's the thing. That's when when I always tell people who they they ask me to, I want to try keto, and I'm like, you can, but I suggest you do other things first because keto's hard. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, you know, you still have to count your calories. And then on top of that, you have to count your carbs and your fats. And you like, have to be crazy. And you to, yeah, <laughs> and you, it's very particular. You have to get yourself into ketosis. Yeah. I, I was like, that. if you can do that, you can actually do a regular healthy diet. Yeah. You know, I think keto works for people who, um, number I, one, enjoy that type of food. Yeah. And people who have more simple palates, what I found out. Simple. I'm such a simple fucking man. As a fat guy, I love eating Hawaiian barbecue. <laughs> you know, under the lamp, Chinese food, <laughs> teriyaki, <Denny's> <laughs> yeah, and Denny's spaghetti. It's that simple. Yeah. That's all I wanted every fucking day, and that's what I had, right? But then, I, yeah, it's it's to reverse all that shit was to just count out the carbs and sugars, you know, and hack my body into keto ketosis. Learn the science of that. Whatever, like. To each his own. I'm not going to have to explain it here. But the mindset to have to get in there is really to have to ask yourself, how long do you want to live? Yeah. Right? That's It's really true, though. I want to live. Literally, when I hear people saying fat acceptance, it's like, you're okay with dying at 40. Not even that. The quality of life. Because you quality might be able to life. live longer, oh, but yeah. I want to live a quality life till when I, till I die. Yeah. And there has never been a person around me that was morbidly obese that lived into the later age that didn't have the worst time ever. Bro, yo, to my obese brothers and sisters, do you know what it's like to wipe your own ass? Uh, hey, you want <laughs> to hear, be able to wipe your own ass hey, when you want to hear before? something fucking funny, dude? Like I remember when I just started eating healthier and you know my shits were going a little crazy because all the fiber yeah. in the water. But I remember at a certain point it just I just had clean shits all the time. And I'm like, so you're not supposed to have diarrhea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not so fucking 
That's what I'm saying. Look, look, look. As obese people, we're used to being unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so dire is that supposed to happen every day? Yeah. Like, oh, know? shit. Yeah, I'm not supposed to not be able to breathe when I tie my shoes. Like, yeah. Like, all these things that I thought were normal for being unhealthy come into check. I'm like, man, dude, my poops are solid all the time. Yeah. I'm like, is this normal life? You know? I sleep every night very well. I can tie my shoes. I can, you know, do so do, many Do you things. have to take a lot of supplements when you do keto or no? I do. I do. Like, um, the, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, disclaimer. I take one a day's men. Okay. <laughs> because I eat samgyeopsal and kimchi every day. Yeah. I do the Korean barbecue diet. Um, That's pretty doable for me. <laughs> without, yeah, meat without marinade, uh, dark leafy greens, um, no sugary panchans, no sugary drinks, no Diet Coke, no oh, aspartame. Yo, shout out to Dan, you fuck. <laughs> you got us. addicted to Diet, to Coke, Diet Coke, you piece of fucking shit. <laughs> This I hated Diet Coke, but he would drink Diet Coke like it was the most like delicious thing other. he's ever seen. Just for the taste of it, yeah. Diet Coke. <laughs> and then I started liking Diet Coke. He's like, dude, it doesn't have calories. And I'm like, Dan, dude, you're a genius. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would Little just down Diet know. Coke. Little did we know. Aspartame yeah. is the pepper. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why I don't drink Diet Coke anymore. Yeah, I had to learn how to, you know, say goodbye to that shit and all that, whatever. But yeah. What I was mean, the issues with, with keto? With, uh, I don't know. I haven't read too much about I, it. I didn't have issues with keto. Yeah. I know there was like something about some supplements that you should take or some shit like that. I don't know what it is, but. I mean, it's just like make sure your B12 count is up so you have energy when you're like uh, having sugar withdrawals. Mm. Uh, make I'm drinking smart water all the fucking time. Mm. You know, I make sure. I Sometimes I take hydration tablets to make sure I'm staying hydrated because of the I fasted a lot too. Uh, keto makes your poop like fucking rabbit pellets. Oh, really? So That's you want to get your fiber somehow, but you can't take Metamucil, you know, because it actually have has sugary carbs in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I, I tried fucking every. I really did everything to count. But it you had out, a, I had in my but ki- the kimchi helps though, right? The kimchi, kim seaweed. I did the Korean barbecue diet. Just no sauce, no rice, no soju, and Dude, no bubble so tea after. <laughs> for me to have kim kimchi samgyeopsal and not a piece of rice. Nope, no rice. That's just so hard for me because I, I, it's like that's the missing piece. This, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at me. Look at me right now. Yeah. Oh, rice. It's like, <laughs> damn, a piece of rice inside this kim right now would kill, you know? Yeah, the, it's the, I'm going to say the discipline, I guess. It's the only thing I could chalk it up to. For you, it helped you out mentally, though, a lot, mentally, right? Like, like, the mental clarity that you gained from it was, like, the yes. biggest thing. The ADHD, uh, I told, I said earlier, um, Vyvanse, Adderall, methamphetamines don't actually help my ADHD. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dyslexia. Uh, and just a whole lot of cognitive functions that I lost 100 pounds kind of thing. And I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. But, like, what I learned with... Uh, let's say fasting and ketosis they work hand in hand very well mm. you guys can google that shit and figure out why but like man I can tell my lefts and rights yeah I don't were you ever in a car with me when you're like turn right and I just turn fucking left so we did it last time we were in the car <laughs> he was like hey turn right here and, it was, and he pointed left I'm like, fucking sheep sacky motherfucker my dyslexia bro yo on ketosis, my dyslexia is gone. Mm. I'm not even kidding. Like in ketosis, I don't have to read a sentence three times to comprehend it. Mm. In ketosis, I don't need 
I don't I, I, like my cognitive function and focus is all there. Yeah. When I want to talk about the shit I want to talk about, kind of thing. And it's really put myself into motion now in my 30s. It's one of those things like, yeah, I wish I had it in high school. Maybe I would have done better. My fucking yeah. Chunsung moments. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, at least I'm just here and now in the moment, like where I am. Ketosis works for me. I could have quit it two years ago mm-hmm. after I already hit my goal. But the way I, I actually got off it for about a few months and I went back to eating shit, gained 20 pounds. And I was like, I need keto. But you didn't feel good. You I know? didn't feel good at all. That's the thing. This is what we were just talking about. Like, you don't know what you're missing because you've never had it. Yeah. So when you start feeling really good and you start introducing these stuff back into your life, it's it feels terrible. Yeah. Like, I was, you know, the best thing that happened with corona was the fact that i had to go back to eating healthier foods because i couldn't taste anything <laughs> and i started feeling better like yeah. all my gut problems went away all that yeah, other stuff okay. and then i'm like i de-bloated mm. and i felt better you know every time i shoot a send foods guys it's uh pretty terrible in the bathroom <laughs> for me it's pretty bad so uh, the aftermath of it just the diarrhea the diarrhea the i get like sleep apnea dude the lethargy that i get apnea. super sluggish my brain's in a fog the acne that i get from it oh, it's not it's fun. It's dope eating all that food, but to eat six restaurants yeah. in, in a matter of two hours is kind of rough. And I and I usually don't eat like that normally. So when that happens, I get fucked up really bad. So, so fucking Thrillist, dude. They, they're such a funny company. They hit. They, I remember they, we were going through email. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna do a new season." I'm like, "Dope." Like, okay, so we're gonna shoot uh, six days back to back. I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Are you nuts? Are you fucking nuts, guys. Like you, you not, do you want to kill me? Are you oh, insane? Man. And they're like, oh, that's right. And I'm like, yeah. Nobody it wants hurts. to. Yeah, I I physically die every time Ask I shoot. Man versus food, dude. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he came out with that, right? Like how terrible it made him feel. Yeah. It was it was killing him on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, just to go back to what we were talking about, like you know, health and body positivity. I feel like those are two just separate things. Yeah. You know, I I realize that I cannot be the influencer to teach you how to do these things because sorry uh ketosis is for specific people to be honest yeah 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 that's what i realized i i thought i was gonna do the david goggins train and be like i'm just like you guys i used to be fat as fuck and anybody can do keto you know what not everybody can do it i realize that now they fucking suffer under keto I get keto rash on my chest. It doesn't itch or whatever. Yeah. It, it's my natural keto like detector. Yeah. I don't have to do a blood thing or a pee thing. I see it when yeah. I get the rash. And then somebody else I knew like was doing the keto thing. It fucking bothered the shit out of her. She couldn't stand it. And I didn't understand. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I saw where I did wrong where, where I wasn't like weakling. You can't fucking do keto. Yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. It's not a one size fits all. Yeah, you guys have to go out there and like, dude. There's a there's dozens of diets. Just the 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 thing I learned about what worked for me, even though genetically maybe keto works best, is the effort I put in a hundred percent to make sure like I'm doing this right. I didn't cheat a little bit here that I'd be like, yeah, you know, maybe if I had a little bit of this, maybe a little bit. No, not even one grape. I didn't eat fruit. (laughs) I don't eat potatoes. I don't eat onions. I don't eat garlic. I don't eat, like, I went fucking straight. And then I had to realize, look, I'm extreme. I take extreme measures. It has to be possibility that not everyone does it like I do. 
And to do keto, you have to do it 100%. Every person that I know that failed, they would come back and they would say that's some of the funniest shit to me because they (laughs) they would do it, right? And they're like, I'm not losing weight. (laughs) Because I know more about keto and they're doing it, you know, because it was one of the options that I wanted to try. And I just couldn't do it. Like, it was hard. It was so fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I wanted fruits, you know. It's the sugar addiction. Yeah. It's the sugar addiction. And then they were like, yeah, man, like I'm eating like, all these meats and stuff like that. I'm like, meats? What do you mean meats? And he's like, yeah, like steaks and eggs. And <laughs> I'm like, protein, I was like, bro. bro, what's your protein intake? He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, <laughs> you're not counting your pro- your protein and your fat intake. It has to be like 70%. Yeah. And he goes, no, I'm eating a lot of fatty food. What's your protein intake? Nah, and so, he, and I was like, you know, you also yeah. have to be in a calorie deficit. You yeah. fuck. <laughs> he goes, wait, he goes, I can't just eat whatever. I'm like, no. Oh. He's like, well, why do people do this? I was like, are you do? Are you tell yeah. me? <laughs> you know? It's got to work out for you. Like, like. Okay, for because it's still calorie in, yeah. calorie out. You still have to be in a calorie deficit. You fuck. I had to really, really like take my OCD to a point where I had to pretend I was two hundred thousand years ago caveman. Yeah, and be like, I'm not gonna eat for three days, just like my ancestors who are out on the hunt until they find some teji in Mongolia. Yeah, you know, and then then I'll I'll I'm simulating the fast. I'm simulating ketosis. I'm simulating the hunt. I'm simulating the feeding period. It's so funny to, you know, you say that because I, during this time when I was losing weight, you know what my favorite show was? Naked and Afraid. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, these people aren't dying. Yeah. You know, but it, it's true though. Like during, it, it's this idea of I'm starving. Yeah. It's like, are you? It's like, David, you just ate 2,800 calories. Yeah. You're starving? How are you starving? It's not I'm starving. I want food. You want food. That's yeah. and what I had to attribute to myself too. Uh, I'm not gonna say it for everyone. Like when I felt the hunger pains, I realized it was more or less my sugar withdrawals. Yeah, I was fiending for sugar, and um, that's what those hunger pains and those headaches and the like shakes and whatever. And where when you're talking about those supplements that I need, you know, the one a day's men, the B12 vitamins, the magnesium, magnesium, the potassium, and because you can't eat bananas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So find potassium without bananas, yeah. you know, like that kind of shit. Like, um, yeah, I, I just played it straight. And when I lay, would lay it out to everyone and just write this outline of how like, to fuck do this. it, <laughs> fuck this, they go, fuck it. So I'm like, you just wasted my time for having to explain all this shit to you, bro. Then don't fucking do it or don't ask me. Yeah. And I got salty like that, honestly. But then I am now learning, especially just literally right now, because I was being an asshole over here, yeah. that not everyone's me. Yeah. And everyone it's, has their own journey. That's why I always tell people that it's just when people always approach me with the keto stuff, I'm like, damn, that's like saying like like I'm gonna drive to San Francisco, but I'm gonna drive through a mountain first. <laughs> you know, it's like, why don't you just uh, go to the to the road that's already paved? Yeah. You know, it's it might be a little faster, but it's a pretty treacherous road. Yeah, you know, and I like I said, you're gonna have to keep it up. If it works for you, it works for you. Try it out. I mean, like I said, I don't. I'm not a doctor, so I don't really fucking know. And there might be somebody that will actually keto. Is it? I don't know. I haven't researched that part, but I know what food does for my body, and I've lost weight that way, and I could do it again. And I know what food does for my body, and I can lose that weight that way i but then like the individual really like oh man the personal journey it starts there like because what we all understand is that food was our coping mechanism yeah it was super that's all i did with it something else underlying beneath that is the reason why you went to food yeah yeah 
you got to find that you got to find that part and that's the, that's going to be the uh, the hard part actually <laughs> happy journey guys yeah. <laughs> hey i was right there if you guys need some help just uh, dm me and i probably won't respond back <laughs> <laughs> it brings up dark stuff for me i'm sorry it makes me sad (laughs) but hey guys that wraps up this episode of the genius brain podcast we talked about some really random shit but if you guys uh disagree or agree write it in the comments below you can find ed at ed park vp on instagram and every thursdays and sundays is another genius brain episode baby love your love you very much love yourself as much as i love you you guys are awesome stay safe guys peace peace